Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about what, Ezra? Char- shows that have characters with autism. Yeah, and we've talked about at least one show that, that I can recall that has a character with autism on the spectrum. But it's now a lot more common to see to see these characters in shows, not just animated shows, but all kinds of shows. And movies and things and even books, especially children's picture books that have characters that have characters with autism. And my dad co-wrote a book about autism with a man named Barry Prezant called Uniquely Human. He also wrote a book about you <laughs> following Ezra. I know, of course. Yes. Yeah. And I have autism. Yeah, so I, I imagine that this is this is close to your heart to have shows that feature characters like yourself. Yes, I agree. So yeah, so we're going to be talking about a few of those shows and discussing those characters and what they're like. But before we get started on that, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was, Walt Disney was interested in adapting the Peter Rabbit stories, but he ultimately didn't. What was the reason why? Beatrix Potter, he proposed an idea, but she refused to give him the rights due to, I think, due to copyright issues. She expressed some concern as well that she didn't think the stories of Peter Rabbit would translate well to the screen. I don't think any, really any of them were made into screen adaptations during her lifetime. And, and you have to remember, when she wrote these books, it was the early 1900s. Movies, I don't think they existed at the time she wrote the first Peter Rabbit book. No. But even in their earliest iteration, I mean, they're nothing like what we see today in movie theaters and that sort of thing. So that's why they became screen adaptations like later after her lifetime. Yeah, so that was the answer to last week's trivia trivia question stick around to the end of this episode to get the next one in the meantime let's do a segment we haven't done in a while in the news just recently the new avengers campus opened and my uncle worked on that oh really awesome as an imagineer or, or how did he work as on an it? imagineer whoa that's cool the new iCarly show premiered on Paramount Plus today, and it's a revival of mm-hmm. iCarly. Also, I suppose, I mean, this is old news, but movie theaters have reopened, and we are seeing movies now coming out exclusively, exclusively in movie theaters again. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Which movies have you seen so far? Um, theaters, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, and Spirit Untamed. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about those movies? Both awesome and fun. Nice. Today, Disneyland Paris had reopened. And when it reopened, a new ride called Cars Road Trip, which is the replacement for the tram tour, opened. Yeah, so that's just some of the news that's come out in recent weeks, especially now that things are winding down, it seems, with the pandemic. Places are reopening, theme parks are reopening, movie theaters are reopening. People are slowly moving back to normal. I know. It's really exciting. It is very exciting. Okay, so why don't we get started on our feature presentation now? Obviously, Ezra, I think for you, this is, uh, 
this topic is something that's close to heart for you. It is close to heart for me as well. I have a younger brother who is on the spectrum. Hmm. Good representation in shows and movies and books has been, especially when I was growing up, was sorely lacking. Hmm. There, there were common examples like Rain Man was a very common example that people know a lot. And a lot of people know about painting one kind of of character with autism. But that became this kind of stereotype that people who have autism are savants in some way. Usually they're depicted as being mathematical geniuses. And that's obviously not the case. Uh, You know, there's nothing... If you are on the spectrum, you don't just automatically have some genius level talent. It's you're just like other people. Yeah. And I like that I have autism. It's unique and different, but it's a really good thing. And one of my one of the very special things about why I have autism is that I have really good memory, especially of things that happened a long, long time ago. Right. That's that's always been something that uh, I remember the first time we met where you asked me for my birthday and when I told you, you told me exactly what movies came out on my birthday. And that's something that you do with everyone you meet. And some some people believe that Mumble, the main character from the movie Happy Feet, has autism. A lot of people see a lot of parallels in him because in the movie Happy Feet, the, all the penguins are singing penguins. And he's different from the others and... He doesn't fit in. He's he's constantly ostracized. Right. Yeah. He he's a dancer, so that he just lives differently. He sees art differently. He responds to music differently. Yeah, and and he also shows that and how everyone res- accepts that now for who he is in the sequel, Happy Feet Two, that came out five years later. Right. So I think in a lot of ways it parallels the autistic experience that a lot of people on the spectrum have uh, experienced themselves. But let's talk about some of the shows. Uh, I guess maybe just to start, do you remember the first time you saw a character with autism in a show or movie or anything like that? Not that I remember, like before Julia was introduced on Sesame Street. Yes, we've talked about Julia before on on our Sesame Street episodes. But maybe just to refresh people, who is Julia? She is a character on Sesame Street who's a Muppet character and she's a four-year-old girl who has autism. And she's mostly friends with Abby and Elmo on the show as well as several other characters. And what is she like as a character? She's unique and different, but she's also really fun to be with and very sociable. Right, I think there's this this misconception of autism that people who are on the spectrum are antisocial, but that's not necessarily the case. She's very social, but there's certain things that bothers her, like certain feelings of things that she doesn't that she doesn't like so much. Like there are certain sounds and, and feelings of things I don't like so much and makes my body uncomfortable, which is one of the reasons which is one of the ways I have autism. Yeah, and I know for my brother, he really dislikes loud noises and that that really stresses him out. Yep, I see what you mean. Yeah, I know that in 2008, there was a musical released for HBO done by Miracle Project, which I've been doing for years, called Autism the Musical. Yes, and it got a sequel a few years ago, all about the autism spectrum and why it's important and how autism has changed everything. Though, of course, uh, some of the stereotypes still stick, and, and unfortunately, 
people still believe those stereotypes. But we are seeing a lot more representation, especially in children animation. Uh, one of them is called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Yes, which is which has been on since 2012 and is still on. And it's an animated spinoff show to the classic show you probably remember, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, so it's a very similar vibe as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Very chill and down to earth. And it has animated versions of the puppets from the original show. And it also features a character who has autism. Yes, I know. And it's a boy who's a friend who's a friend of Daniel Tiger. And he's African-American. Who is the teacher Harriet's son? Or I, I think uh, nephew. Nephew, nephew, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one example of a character who has autism in a children's show. Another example is a show called Fancy Nancy. Which is based on this series of best-selling children's books, and that's a Disney Junior show. And the person who has autism is a boy named Sean, who becomes friends with the titular titular main character, Nancy. And that's actually um, interesting. When we were first introduced to Sean in that show... Sean is cousins with another friend of Nancy's, Lionel, and Lionel has to teach Nancy teach Nancy to be calm around Sean because Sean is very uh, perceptive of his surroundings and he he's very reactive to how people behave around him. I know, and he's also he's also Disney's first ever character to have autism. Yeah, so it's that's actually a cool episode because Nancy has to learn to be more understanding and to try to understand a, a character like Sean. And I like that even shows made for the younger audience teach younger kids, even those who don't have autism, about why autism is a different thing, but why it's, a, it's an important thing and it's a really good thing. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, let's let's go into that. So for yourself, what do you think? Like how there are certain, I have show, have show really good talents of things I like doing. That are really good special things. For a lot of people uh, who talk about autism, it allows them to see differently from people who don't have autism. They look at things differently. I'm curious for you, how how do you think that's the case for you? I look at things differently. Some There are some certain things I like and some certain things a lot of people like that I don't like so much. What's an example of that? Certain kinds of foods. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I don't really like sand like most sandwiches so much when I don't really like salad so much either. What's funny is that I, I think there's a lot of attention that gets brought to like the sort of tics that people with autism might have. But if you ask anybody, I feel like everyone has that one food preference or that one tick that's different from everybody else. So I know for myself, for example, I really do not like spaghetti. I will refuse to eat spaghetti in any case. Well, I like spaghetti, but you don't. Everyone's different. Exactly. And and that's the kind of the beauty of it is in all of our differences. I know. And we haven't mentioned yet is an animated show about a boy with autism called Pablo. Yeah. T tell us about that show. It first debuted in October of 2017, and it's still going on now, and it's about a boy named Pablo who has autism. And the style of it is is about, it's the style of drawing. It's very artistic too. Yeah, it's actually a hybrid show because they're live action sequences with Pablo 
And then there's his kind of imagination that's depicted with 2D animation. That's very a unique style, as you said. Yes, yes. Looking like a drawing from like a crayon. And it's a good preschool show to teach the preschool audience about autism, I think. Yeah, one and one cool thing that I found out about the show is that everyone who's in the voice cast and everyone who works on the writing team for that show is on the spectrum. And that's yeah. cool and interesting. You don't you really do not see that. Yeah, that is so interesting and really cool. And I mean, obviously speaking of animation, I would be neglecting my duties as a co-host if i didn't mention that you ezra uh, have produced animated shorts yes since i was 12 can you tell us a little bit about uh the shorts themselves what like a lot of them are based on my own idea like one uh, probably my most famous i did was one of my first alphabet house right because that got turned into a book yeah that's right very cool i suppose to close this feature presentation Ezra, what does it mean for you to see a lot of these characters um, and, and more characters with autism showing up in shows like this? Changing the way, particularly, the kid audience sees these shows and learns things from these shows. Yeah, I agree. I think I know for myself growing up, obviously, I didn't really see much representation in TV and... Certainly before my brother was born, I didn't know anything about autism. I'm sure it's true for your parents. I'm sure it's true for a lot of different people. Yeah. They just didn't know. And so it's really cool to see these characters showing up. And now people are learning more and more now in ways that we we couldn't have learned from shows and that sort of thing. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. Before Julia became a physical character on Sesame Street, she appeared in a initiative from 2015. What was it called? Okay. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.